Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 41 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and of course, to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, we're going to keep it shorter and sweeter. Two games that I watched tonight, the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. And the Clippers against the Miami Heat. The Nets and Warriors and Wizards were also in action tonight. I'll be trying to bring you what I, how much, as much as I can see tomorrow about that. I'll be going live earlier tomorrow after the Laker game. Uh, even though the Nets and Suns are playing, I will not be going live after that game. So I'll be going live after the Laker game tomorrow at around 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. But let's get into tonight's game. I heard today that the Clippers were going to be as shorthanded as we've been all season long, no Batum, no Zub, uh, no, no Zubas, no Batum, no Kawhi, no Paul George, no Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly was just said to be out because of rest, they don't, you know, want to overwork him, he's pretty injury prone, he has been for like his whole career, Kawhi, you know, that leg contusion, I really hope it's not that bad, and that he's going to be able to play against Utah, and maybe that's what they were saving them for, but, you know, going up against the Miami Heat team, you don't expect to win with those kind of, um, you know, injuries or that shorthanded. But again, we, we know we're going to get that energy from this team. And that's what's amazing is I know I'm going to get that energy basically every night. I know I'm going to get communication. I know I'm going to get a full-fledged effort to, to be great. And because of that, you got guys like Terrence Mann coming in. Making a difference. You know, you got Lou Williams playing with confidence. but the And Serge Ibaka, I thought, was really setting the tone for us in ways tonight. We were down like, well, again, just like last night. We were down like 7 nothing. Serge Ibaka comes out, hits a pick-and-pop jumper, and then he has two offensive rebounds over Bam Adebayo and scores five points off of them, which keeps us level. And we were pretty much level the entire, like, all the way through three quarters. And the reason being, even though we took like a seven-point lead at one point, Marcus Morris Sr. for three. How many times did I say that tonight? Oh my God. Sr. Splashing three after three after three. The man's just been electric this season. He's just been fantastic. He was, yeah, just fantastic. And he's been even better since Paul George went down. And he was great tonight. 26 points in the first half. 32 points in the game, 11 of 15 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3 for Senior. That was incredible. And, you know, I saw some Heat fans tweeting about this, how Marcus Morris Sr. was close to going to the Miami Heat this summer and with, because they lost Jay Crowder. And boy, oh boy, could they have used him because Olenek right now is completely not cutting it. He's not good enough to start. He just literally chucks and does nothing on defense and rebounding. Marcus Morris Sr. was just unreal tonight thought Lou Williams was really solid in the first half but he was even better in the second half overall I thought that we were just competing you know the fact that we were close at half and then close in the third quarter you know you know Jimmy Butler was trying really hard 
Bam was trying hard, but, you know, the Clippers' offense was just so good that we didn't really let the Heat overtake us at any point. And the guy that really made the difference tonight, the brewmaster, Amir, build me up coffee cup, baby. Oh, my God. Where did that come from? This man was hitting threes like he was Kyle Korver off the bench. Splashing three after three after three. I mean, where did that come from? And you know, Coffee plays good defense. 15 points on five of seven from the field, five of six from three. Brian Seaman was having an absolute field day in commentary. That dude, he I think he gets a half chub every time Amir Coffee comes in the game. Because that man has so many puns for days. You got to give him credit, man. He gets creative with those. But Amir Coffey, what a lift he was. You know Terrence Mann's going to be doing his thing, making the right plays. You know, he sees a mismatch, he passes there. He needs to, The ball needs to be swung, he passes. You know, getting offensive rebounds, taking the tough assignments, guarding Jimmy Butler for a large portion of the game. Terrence Mann is becoming a guy that we can't take out of this rotation anymore, guys. We really shouldn't take this, this guy out of the rotation. He's been just brilliant. And in the, in the second half... It was quieter from Surge and better from Zoo. A couple mismatches, and Lou and, and uh, Terrence Mann did a good job of feeding them. He hit some jump hooks. You know how much I love it when I see big guys hit jump hooks. And then after that, he was just running the floor, being found, dunking hard. I love that Zoo always dunks with authority. You know, running the floor, rolling hard, finishing around the basket, and then more importantly, playing good defense in pick and roll. There were some, some games like Utah, for example, where... Zubats had poor games in pick and roll, but today he was doing a really good job in drop coverage of showing on the guard and then recovering to Bam Adebayo, who's rolling to the basket. There was one play where he deflected a lob in the air, and then we got a steal. He ran the floor, was rewarded on the other end with a dunk. Zubats was brilliant tonight. And Kennard with two threes in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is the thing, guys. This is becoming next man up mentality. In the past, whenever the Clippers had these kind of injuries and this kind of, you know, shorthanded, when we had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin missing games in the past, it was like a guaranteed loss before we even tipped every single time. For us to always know that we're going to play hard, we're going to move the ball, we're going to make the other team work. And that's the important thing. You need to make the other team work. Every team is a professional team. If you, guys, if you have guys moving without the basketball and moving the basketball, there was one possession today in the first half. Our ball movement was incredible. I think we got a dunk out of it. it it's just... You make teams work in this league with the talent and the rules offensively. It's hard to stop, guys. And when we got shooters like that, you know, it doesn't matter if we have Kawhi or Paul George or not. You're going to have to play hard, and you're going to have to compete to play us. You know, I wasn't looking at this from a Heat fan's perspective. You're, if you're wondering how did the Heat lose, quite frankly, I don't know, and I don't care because I wasn't watching it from their perspective. I saw what great things we were doing. And you know what? If you're a Heat fan, I'll let you feel a little bit better. Amir Coffey's never done that before. This was the best game of his career. So if, if that makes you... And Marcus Morris Sr., this was probably his best game as a Clipper. So you guys can take accountability on that for the Heat. Maybe you think their defense should have been better. But quite frankly, we were just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. This is the greatest Clipper team in history. I've said it earlier this season. I'm going to say it again. Tyron Lue, if not for Quinn Snyder and Tom Thibodeau's incredible seasons, would be right in the Coach of the Year discussion. He has just been... Awesome. Like the way we play, you know how he leaves Zoo in, in the second half when he's playing well. He adjusts to the game plan. He has us well prepared to play every night. It's night and day from Fraud Rivers. I couldn't be happier as a Clipper fan right now. I really couldn't. The way that we're playing. We're really doing a good job of making sure that we don't just plummet every time 
Kawhi and Paul George don't play. So let's read the lines now. Senior already said. Lou Williams was just fantastic again. Splitting pick and rolls. Getting over pick and rolls and scoring. And then he was creating so well. Especially to Zubats. 18 points and 10 assists for Lou. That's his second uh, double-double in a row. He was 8 of 20. Terrence Mann, 15 points, 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Cannot say enough about Terrence's effort. Zoo, 22 and 8, 9 of 11, plus 14. Kennard, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. He still had moments where I was like, shoot the damn ball, Luke. But he had our highest plus minus off the bench with plus 15. For the Heat, I thought Jimmy Butler was great. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. So he got a triple-double. 10 of 19. Olenek trash. 1 of 6. 2 points. Garbage. Bam Adebayo. 27, 12, and 7. 12 of 15. Kendrick Nunn. Not good enough. 2 of 6. Minus 17 on the court. He only had 6 points. Duncan Robinson. 3 of 11 from 3. Some of them were just not great shots. Some of them he usually makes. He's, he finished with 13. Tyler Hero had a good game, 27 points. So Tyler, they had three guys finish with 27 plus, and they still couldn't get the job done. Of course, they didn't have Goran Dragic. Let's not forget, we weren't the only team shorthanded. But quite frankly, I think this is more about the Clippers' great performance than the Heat having a bad game. And I think that if you didn't watch the game, you couldn't see that. But let's move on. Great win for the Clips. That's four wins on the bounce. And I couldn't be happier with the way we're playing right now. That is now, let's see, we move on to 21-8. and eight. Let's move on to the last game I'm going to talk about today. And by the way, shout out to the Suns who extended their winning streak again last night against the very crippled Orlando Magic who were falling apart by the seams. Another great game for Devin Booker. Another great game with Frank Kaminsky starting at power forward. The Phoenix Suns are coming, man. It's just like we said in the beginning of the season. Now they're starting to hit stride and it's because of Devin Booker really looking for a shot more. We've been saying how he's been a little too timid, a little bit too inviting to everyone. You know, he wants everybody to get comfortable. But Devin Booker is one of the best scorers in this league. And he really is truly one of the better players in this league. Now it's time for him to show it to people. Let's talk about the Hawks and the Knicks. I watched this game. Obviously, the Hawks are one of our dime dropper teams that they've come off losing two games in a row. No, I'm sorry. It's three games in a row heading into this one. And in the beginning of the game, a team that's not known for shooting threes was splashing from deep. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, uh, Reggie Bullock, former Clipper. They were hitting everything. They were hitting everything. Uh, same old, same old for the Hawks. Trey Young, pick and roll, pick and pop all day long. And he, they were getting good looks, but he was also missing some floaters. And that's the thing about Trey. His floater game is really overrated, like as I've said earlier this season. He has games where he hits him. He has games where he completely bricks him. And yeah. But the Knicks were hot. So they were just off to that good first quarter lead. 39-28. 39 points in the first quarter for the Knickerbockers. Uh... Clyde Frazier and Mike Green on the commentary. In my opinion, the best broadcasting duo locally in the NBA. It's great always to listen to them. Always listen to the GOAT, Clyde Frazier, and see what he has to say. But second quarter, Atlanta bounced back a bit. You got a little better production off the pick and roll, pick and pops. John Collins, open threes. Capella to the basket. A little better from Cam uh, Reddish and Kevin Herter. And then Gallinari. He had some tough contested threes as the game went on. So it was only a, it was only a three-point Knicks lead going into the fourth quarter, but man, that fourth quarter, Trey Young, he got contained by Derrick Rose. This was my first time watching Derrick Rose on the Knicks since obviously his last tenure with the Knicks, and he did a good job getting over screens, and everybody, I saw all these, when, when the Clipper fans were uh, responding to rumors about potentially getting Derrick Rose, I saw uh, everybody saying, oh, he's a terrible defender, but 
I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm overreacting over one game, but he was looking really good on defense tonight. And when I watch him, he gets over screens and hustles. And, yeah, I thought that the the Hawks, especially Trey Young, just kind of flamed out again. Couldn't make shots, couldn't get shots at the end. And here's the thing, guys. It's like every single time down almost, high pick and roll, pick and pop. You know who was scoring points late in the game tonight? Cam Reddish because he's capable. You know, Kevin Herter didn't have a great game, but he's capable. These guys are more capable than they're letting off. Every single time down the court, pick and pop or pick and roll with Trey Young. And then so many times he baits for fouls and the game stops. This is not team basketball. This is not a formula for winning. I've been saying it for weeks now since like the first 10 games of the season with Trey. You know, it's, it's quite frankly, he's the reason they're not going to make the playoffs if they don't. It's no one else's fault but his. He needs to move the ball and learn how to play without it because these, he's got talented players. I know DeAndre Hunter and Bogdanovich's injuries hurt big time, but there's no reason they should be losing games like this. However, we got to give the Knicks credit, man. Tom Thibodeau, as I said, easy coach of the year thus far for me over Quinn Snyder, over Ty Lue. He's got these boys playing great defense. R.J. Barrett was great, but Julius Randle was unbelievable as he's been all season long. Hitting contested threes like he was freaking Kevin Durant tonight. It was unreal. Unreal. Julius Randle, spectacular. Should be a surefire all-star. And honestly, we should start considering him for most improved. Because this is... Who would have thought that... First of all, if the Knicks make the playoffs, I say Julius Randle most improved. I say Thibodeau, coach of the year, no question. Because I predicted them to be the worst team in the East this year. And I know a lot of people probably predicted them, predicted them to be in the bottom three. For them to be playing at this level, and for Julius Randle... I know this East is pretty trash. And it's, it's, it's been worse than I expected because of the Heat and the Celtics. But I still believe that the Heat and the Celtics and the Nets... The Nets is because of all the contact tracing and all that and all the trades and whatever... But I still believe that the Celtics and the Wizards have been really disappointing. But I still believe the Heat and the Celtics will still eat, finish out with decent records. But even though the East is kind of bad, if the Knicks just make the playoffs, that would be such a shock. Nobody expected that. So you got to give it to them. you got to give it to Tibbs. If you can say that Julius Randle was the best player on a playoff team, doesn't matter what era and what conference, that's more than we expected of him. And for that reason alone, he deserves recognition. Uh, I saw the Jazz win today. Again, they just cannot be stopped right now, it seems. I can't stand it. But no Joel Embiid tonight. So uh, here's the thing. Why did Sixers fans, let me know. Why did Joel Embiid not play tonight? This wasn't a back-to-back, -back, and this hurts his MVP case, in my opinion. Like, missing a game when there's no back-to-back. -back. I think that's a little weird. But another good win for the Jazz. Jordan Clarkson, 40 points. That man is absolutely running away with six-man of the year. It's not even a contest right now. But that's it, guys. I'm going to end it early tonight. We've had 24-minute lives recently. Going to go to the live subscribers now. Thanks so much. Let me know what you think. Tomorrow we'll be live at 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern Time. I'll be talking about the Lakers and the Timberwolves and probably the Celtics and the Nuggets as well. And then whatever games I finish tonight, I'll try to watch the Warriors and Nets and then maybe the Wizards. I know John Wall returned to Washington, D.C., so I'm kind of interested in seeing that. Thanks so much and peace.